ready? I'm ready. My legs are a little sore. I don't know if that's relevant to the podcast. We do do why this are, standing up. Why are your legs sore? I don't know. I think maybe just a combination of uh, of bike ride. Maybe not enough days off. I haven't been, I haven't been doing that much, but like my, uh, my 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 legs are sore. My quads are a little tight. You know. Yeah, get those. You gotta use that. Uh, what is it? The the tube thingy. Are you talking about a foam roller? Yeah, there you go. The foam yeah. roller. The tube thingy. It's a tube. The tube thing can be is, so many is things. Is the foam roller not a tube thingy? But maybe you were talking about, like, maybe you were talking about the football. Maybe you were talking about the tube of ground around in the fridge. Maybe you were talking about warp my, pipes. Other, my other leg. What about warp pipes? Objectively, a Those tube are thingy? tubular. I don't know. What do you mean? They're tubes. Does a warp pipe have a hole? Yeah, of course it does. That's how Mario enters. But, but like... What do you mean? Is it a hole if it's... You know, like, if it's open? Yeah, like do straws have holes? Yeah, of course they do. No. I would mean, say, oh, um, if someone uh, said, could you point ooh. out the hole to me on a straw? What would you do? Where would you point? I would, I would break it in <laughs> half and be like, right there, motherfucker. You just created another way to make a straw, though. No, that's, you can't. <laughs> a straw is a singular suction device. There are no, you can no, only you, suck. You, you can, can turn one suck. straw into two straws easily. I wish that we can do the cutaway right now of <laughs> us ha- of you sucking sideways on a straw and me trying to drink the shake out of the top, um, just because it'd be a funny visual, especially the small the 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 straw is small. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Garbage Game Club. We are here again to talk about video games, like it's a book club, but it's a podcast. I think Oprah should do this. Um, She's got to be on the O network somewhere, probably. Last week. We did Bowser's Fury. You know, that new Ooh, little fun little Mario. Ago. That new little fun little Mario game that came out uh, in relation packaged yeah. with Super Mario 3D World that came out on the Switch, re-released years after Wii U version. Like what, 10 years? Almost Something. 10 it years. It was almost 10 it's years. It's like seven years, I think. It, uh, seven right, or eight. It, it rounds up to 10 and that's the important part. Mm-hmm. It rounds up to 10. So basically, it's 10 years. We use a retro console, baby. Yeah. I mm, Love me some Wii, right? We would like to play. I. Did you know the, the Switch was almost called the Switch? I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, apparently some dude, some, I think a German dude who worked PR for Nintendo the other day was like, I'm dying, and what's Nintendo going to do, sue me? And then he started talking about how, like, different insider stuff about Nintendo. And then he started talking about how one time at Tokyo Game Show, Hideki Kamiya of Platinum Games fame, him and his staff were constantly drunk <laughs> and, like, just chilling on tables with their shirts off. Very good. <laughs> the joke's on them when uh, when his whole family gets sued out <laughs> from Nintendo. Yeah, right? because The next of kin. Fucking all those secrets are leaked. Um, and I think... <laughs> Thank you so much for breaching my contract. <laughs> I don't want to acknowledge that that was actually funny. Um, the thing about, you know, being revealed, you know, shining a light onto something, sharing secrets. I think that's apropos to uh, Super Mario 3D World. Because I think that up until last month when this game released, the cool hipster Mario opinion when you're like... Hey, what's your favorite Mario game? 
They'd be like, oh, you know, I really like Sunshine, but also Super Mario 3D World is really fucking good. And you'd be like, what's that? That's not Galaxy or Odyssey mm-hmm. or 64 or something. Are you talking about like a 2D Mario that game? That feels like some casual gamer-ish. Right? That's like saying your favorite <laughs> Mario is like, I don't know, like like New Super Mario Land. Like, yeah. no. Uh, that's okay. You it's can a good like, game. You it, can it, like those games. It's a great game that's worth liking. And it's only a... It's so hard to talk about Mario games because, by and large, all of them, for what they are, very good. Yeah, very good. They I, don't miss. If there's no, there's no Skyward Sword of the Mario universe. Yeah, that's true. Maybe first Super Mario Land on po- on Game Boy. Maybe, uh, but even that's pretty. Five good. five golden coins. How fucking dare you? No, the first one I'm talking about. Okay. The second one, uh, yeah, five golden coins. That's eight golden coins, isn't it? I think it's. I don't know. Uh, re- regardless, this game did pop up a long time ago, uh, maybe a year or so after it released on Wii U. On Polygon, Polygon commissioned a best Mario games of all time list, and it was written by arguably my favorite critic slash writer in the formerly of the game press, but now just works for limited run games, Jeremy Parrish, who does Retronauts, a podcast that I'm obsessed with. Uh, and he, sure he listens to it all the time. I can even do the theme song. I never listen to an episode because Nick just loves listening to podcasts out of his pocket. Sorry, and uh, and he, he, he ranked all of the Mario games, and his number one was Super Mario 3D World. See, now that, I think, is just an incorrect opinion because to not say, like, Odyssey is just broken. Well, this was before Odyssey came out. To this not say Sunshine Odyssey. is wrong. But oh, this game is a billion times better than Sunshine. You are so incredibly wrong. No, absolutely not. You're so wrong. No, this game you're, is way more you're fun. You're being intentionally controversial. It's way more fun. You're like, it's oh, I ob- know. I'll just, like, have a different opinion objectively more fun <laughs> you're, you're using that word i'm using it ironically incorrectly i'm using it ironically <sighs> even though i'm correct you're not correct <laughs> i understand uh, yeah you, you sunshine's just, you, okay you just it's love like a, sucking jeremy sun, off that's the thing sunshine's like, like an eight out of ten sunshine is very close to a ten out of ten game uh, yeah it's pretty close to a ten that's you're not, right not on the ign scale eight means that a game should fucking die in a fire if it gets an eight i mean that's a good yeah, exactly. That's good. You know, if you made a game tomorrow and it and people are like, "That's a good game," you would be mad. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a way different frame of referencing something, right? <laughs> Why like, you can be personally satisfied with, with your thing being good. Yeah, but, of course. But with the plethora of tens that exist in gaming, eights are garbage. Absolutely not. There's not a plethora of tens either. There is. I think that there's. I can talk about them. There's Half-Life, there's Half-Life Alex. there's Dota, there's Counter-Strike, there's Hollow Knight, there's Dark Souls, there's Dark Souls 3. Um, Dark Souls 3 is not a 10. How fucking dare you? Dark Souls 3 is a 9. Um, there's there's Oberdin, there's... Uh, um, um, yeah, that's it. God I, of War. That, yeah, God, I actually think that I have God of War written as, written as a 9. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Wow. But regardless of how you feel about an 8, 9, and or 10... Joey, it, does Super Mario 3D World actually hold up in 2021? Oh, absolutely. Super Mario 3D World is still one of the best. If I, I'm not going to say if, if not the best, but like it's it's one of the best. If I had to make a top five Mario games list, including all Mario games, it's a thousand percent in there. Yeah, it's if a, I had to make 100%. a a gay uh, top Mario game that isn't a mainline 3D Mario title. It's this game. I think it's better than all the 2D games. I think it's better than some of the full 3D games. I think that it exists like in this in this half world. It's kind of you know, um, 
3D-esque. It's almost like Galaxy 2 if you got rid of the planets and the gravity and yeah, you just have like, Mario levels. In, instead of small planets, it's just a level uh-huh. that takes, you know, two minutes to beat at most. Um, I've always found myself, like, splitting Mario games into two categories. You got your 3D open platformers where it's like super mario 64 sunshine galaxy um no not galaxy really more like odyssey and then you have your like 2d style platforming ones and i know 2d is a little bit of a misnomer there but it's my frame of reference because i feel like super mario 3d world along with stuff like galaxy and even like new super mario brothers they all kind of feel like an extension of the original Super Mario Brothers to some extent because it is like pure platforming game goodness. Yeah, it's it's level right? level to level solid designed stuff. It's like there's it's a small every level that that's just what it is. It, it, there's levels and they're tiny and you could beat them in the span of 2 minutes if you really wanted to. Whereas, you know, 64 Sunshine or Odyssey you know, much more open. They often big, take more grandiose time. centerpieces, mm-hmm. levels that have crafted over years. Like you know, th- th- this is uh, this this is more of your your diorama mindset. Yeah, of, exactly. Of, the, of, the of stuff little, I liked little, about little, Galaxy. Little, little tiny, little tiny bits. It's like pieces. someone came up with a concept for a level. Like, oh, it'd be cool if Mario had to do this on this level, and then they designed an entire level. It'd be cool that. if Mario was a cat. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole game. The, the whole game is it'd be same with Bowser's Fury, though. This is the, the cat Nyan Mario. Like, it's so strange. I don't really understand it. Maybe because I'm more of a dog guy, but it's like that's a just to add a power up to the pantheon of Mario power ups, and it's a it's a cat suit. I mean, I, I guess you mean the best power up that's ever been in Mario. I mean, yeah, it's the most useful power up of all time, but I don't really like the way it looks. Also, isn't a raccoon a tanuki? basically a cat i don't think so <laughs> they got similar features <laughs> i mean i guess they're mammal-esque right but like, <laughs> that starts and stops their fur they're definitely more cat-like than dog-like is what i'm saying sure i guess they're more cat-like <laughs> than dog-like but um i thought this was gonna be a baby game this is my first time ever playing this game that's the thing that's why it's exciting nick because people slept on it because it was a wii u game and that's i played it at the what was it at the target demo kiosk i played you know world one 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 two and i i'd made the same mistake i always do with a 2d mario game i was like this is gg easy i'm an mlg gamer now nintendo later dude I'm over this. This is this is a baby's toy. What a what an incorrect mindset. Well, yeah, I was a, a dumb teenager, but like it was just one of those things where I think I just assumed like oh, this is too easy. But it's like no, this is obviously easy. It's level one one. You got to teach the player how to play the game. You got to teach the player what's up. And uh, the thing that I discovered by the end of my time with Super Mario 3D World is that it is not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um- Actually, if you go all the way to uh, Victory Road, I think that um, Super Mario 3D World has the hardest Victory Road of any Mario game. If you compare this to like Darker Side of the Moon, Darker Side of the oh, Moon, oh, Darker Side of the Moon, nothing compared to all that stuff. Compared to some of the, some of these hard levels, um, Mario 3D World is, is interesting because uh, it, it follows the map of your progression is is being unlocked by mini stars, which you have three of in each level. They're green. You might want to compare them to like Yoshi coins and other games or yeah. something. There, your your big collectibles that are more hidden than not 
in in a level. Yeah. So as you get, you know, you have to get to a flagpole to get to the next course. But you are that's pay the base, gated. That's the base, the base, like the bare minimum, I should say. But you're pay gated at, at at certain points throughout the game with the number of stars you've gotten. So you can't just run straight to the flagpole. You do got to get a little bit, a little bit of morrowing, a little bit of expert platforming, a little bit of looking around in order to you know start to unlock stuff. Mm-hmm. And what's fun about uh, 3D World is that I feel like if you're playing the game the way the game wants you to play it, you're actually doing the majority of that unlocking and you're getting close to 100%ing the game mm-hmm. on your first run. There Correct. is stuff that's hard to collect than others. So every level you got, you know, every level, three green stars, one stamp, and then, um, you know, topping off a flagpole. Yeah, exactly. So th- those, are, those are your three markers for each level, right? The green stars, you collect a lot of if you're playing the game, at least if you're an MLG gamer like, you know, ourselves. The stamps, sometimes you play them, and even if you're looking closely, you miss them. I kind of forget about them. I was like, what do I need a stamp for? I'm just trying to get those stars. Yeah. Because that, really, for 99% of the game, the only pay gate is the stars. Yep. And then, uh, you know, your your and even the pay gates aren't even that aggressive. No, no, not at all. At a certain point, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if the pay gate's going to catch up to me and it's going to bite me in the ass." But I never found myself. In that it only position. does at the very end because the, the very, last yeah, pay yeah. gate is unlock everything. Yeah, and I was like, and, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like fuck, I got to go back to like have like most of the levels. I finished everything except for Victory Road, which I have previously completed on this playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I got, I want to say, three green stars on 70 to 80% of the levels the first playthrough. I think I was closer to like 60%. Um, I did not get all of the stars and stamps in my first playthrough of this game. Um, so I didn't actually play Victory's Road or whatever oh, it's man. called. Mostly because... I, sh- I should load up a ROM for you or I should finish my save file off so you can play because you're missing out You're missing out on peak oh, frustrating I, I watched stuff on YouTube just to see what a catch a glimpse because I, I saw the thing and I appreciate that it's there, truly. In another world at another time, I think if Teenage Nick got his hands on it again, I think I would have devoured it and been like, oh, challenge, great. Yeah, now you got other things to do, but like not- watching The Sopranos. Hey. Or- Whatever. Gabagool. You're taking long Mario's showers. Italian. Yeah. Dip. Uh huh. Mario uh, eats Gabagool. Man, I really miss the James Gandolfini Mario crossover. Dude, imagine Mario movie too. Now the the thing I found myself satisfied by the time I I um, got to the moment where it's like okay, you need all this stuff in order to unlock Victor. I was like, I think I'm good. Like I felt happy. I was very satisfied with everything I played so far, and I felt like I accomplished a lot. And even you accomplish a lot because there is a decent amount of post-game content, even if you're not uh, 100%ing the game. You have three, you have four full levels. Yeah, f- worlds. Worlds, excuse yeah. me. Not levels, worlds. Which is like, what, 30 levels or something? There's probably close to 30 levels <laughs> of bonus content after you, like, quote, beat Bowser, right? Uh-huh. That That's extra bonus for you, which is, you know, remuxes of past levels and new levels alike and... It's all good. And that's the, the end game of Mario. Like, once you beat Mario, you're like, oh, now the real Mario begins. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always been my mindset with Mario stuff, where I'm like, I want the, the tough stuff now. And this game delivers. Yeah, the, the game is just like, there is so much here, which is why I'm always impressed with this game. Mm-hmm. And why I was impressed the first time. I'm like, it feels like it keeps going for longer than most Mario games feel like they keep going. Like, they could have gotten away with just one bonus world and then, like, the unlock everything yeah. world. They didn't do that. They give you a lot of content here. There, There is a lot of, 
you know, bang for your buck. Yeah, and I thought, you know, I think there's a very like throwaway uh, churning of endgame content where you just remix previous levels, which this game does, but it doesn't. It does it in a way that feels almost like it really does truly feel like a brand new level because I feel like it's so far the gap between first seeing the levels that get reused for the um, endgame stuff that it feels like, oh, I forgot I played on this level, but this does seem familiar, but wait, now it's dark and now there's piranha plants everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, this is terrifying. And I really like that. It takes the familiar and then adds a zag to it to turn it into the unfamiliar. And I think that's the key in any Mario game, making you feel like you're discovering something new. It always feels fresh. It always feels inventive. And going back to the three stars, they're not always in plain sight, as we discussed. Um, and I found myself in later levels really channeling that same mindset of like Super Mario 64 or Odyssey, where I have a vague idea of like, I know that there's a star that's roughly at this point in the level. Mm -hmm. Why haven't I gotten it yet? And there is, I think, that Super Mario 64 mentality of or Odyssey where you're trying to interact with the environment in ways that may not be so obvious from the get-go. And in doing so, you know, it might be lighting all the torches somewhere. It might be defeating all of the enemies. It might be, hey, wait, that ledge doesn't look like it's actually a wall or something. And then, like, it forces you to think in a way that I normally never did for a 2D Mario game. Another really interesting aspect um, of this game, which I think is more applicable to people who are interested in in the speed running or or the getting good, um, is the fact that every level is playable with um, four, eventually five characters, mm -hmm. which is cool because you know it does tap the typical like you know Toad runs faster, Luigi jumps higher, Peach floats, right? Mm -hmm. What does Rosalina you can break do? the game a little bit? Um, I actually She's forget. Just big. <laughs> yeah, she's she's just she's just there to blast you with star bits. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it feels like a, a, an evolution of a thing I thought I wouldn't like, um, which was like a new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, where it's that four player co op where everyone there's kind of like the madness of everyone trying to navigate a level, bouncing on top oh, of man, each other. I really don't like that. I, I really struggle to have fun with that. When you play with the right group of people, it's pretty fun. But I I thought that this was very much in that same vein. I lumped this in with New Super Mario Brothers because I just assumed they were the same because they're visually pretty similar, I think. Um, but uh, no, not really. Like, I think the first level is a big turnoff for a lot of Mario fans. Um, the World 1-1... Because it really is, I think, the easiest level in any Mario game ever made. Um, even more so than the original 1-1. One, one. Like, there's so many ways of going about navigating that level. And each one of them is so easy. But I think therein lies the beauty of the game. Because there are truly so many ways of getting through tiny-ass levels. Which is something I just didn't think you could do. In a, in a game of this scope, in the levels of this scope, which is awesome. You can get the cat suit and climb the high walls and get all the coins. You can just play the safe route and then avoid all the enemies. You can go like the designated, like the, the, the uh, I guess the developer path, we could call it. The one that has all the coins leading in a line. It's like, oh, that's technically like the main path the developers want you to follow, but you're not beholden to that. And I really enjoy that approach. It's taking... The things, the lessons they've learned from 3D open world Mario and applying it to a smaller scale, which is awesome. 
Yeah, which is why it really lives in this world where it's hard to classify as one or the other because it feels so much like both. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a 3D Mario game with a 2D mindset with a 2.5D camera angle a lot of the times, sometimes. Like, it kind of has everything. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has the, the aspects of the four-player game, you know? It has um, all the bonus content. Like, there is so much here that it's it's like someone it's like a, it's like a mario fan yeah was like they made a mario game for mario fans which is why it's always surprised me that a lot of people have slept on this and i know the answer is like well it was on the wii u yeah but now it's not and everyone has a switch everyone has a switch and if someone is like man i am a mario fan i like platformers i love mario games i would assume that Maybe you've already played this, but if you haven't, this is the Mario game that I tell people, like, did you play 3D World? I'm so stoked that Nick has played 3D World because now he he knows. Now I can preach the gospel of of the good news. And I think I would actually recommend this game over, say, like, um, the the more traditional New Super Mario Bros. co-op one um, because it just feels like a an easier entry to Mario without being frustrating because I don't know. It feels like it's a little more fair with how much space there is compared to just moving from left to right, which obviously Mario is a little more than that, but it just feels a little more approachable for a newbie, which is cool. And I think it's a good first Mario game for a lot of people. I think it also just has a newbie features. Like I, I think that it has the, uh, the golden Tanuki suit. Oh, that's right. Um, if you fail enough, you get the golden Tanuki suit, which basically makes you unstoppable. Yeah, which is always fun, I assume, for people who are bad. Yeah. Um, and Or taunting if you're good. I know, right? And you just get pissed like, off. Fuck you. I don't need or want that. <laughs> um, it, it introduces things that I never knew were introduced in this game, like Captain Toad. That was a thing. How did you not know that Captain Toad came out of this? Captain Toad had its own game. Arguably, I played his whole... Arguably one of the other best Wii U games was spawned out of 3D World. I played his own game and I was like, man, this game rules. This game is so good. And then I was playing through this and I was like, is that Captain Toad? And then I was like, you get to play new Captain Toad levels? And I lost my mind. It was great. And you're like, oh, man, I have this all backwards. It's so, yeah, it's so, it's so interesting. In the Mario timelines, Captain Toad takes place at the same time as this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so cute. I didn't know that. I love Now it. Captain Toad is a staple. Yeah, now I want more Captain Toad. There's going to be a Captain Toad Switch game. There has to be. I mean, I mean, they already put Captain Toad on Switch. I know, but with with the Mario Odyssey level. There's gonna there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a number two. Oh, I think so. There's yeah. gonna be a number two. It's, it's a good it's a good game. Um, Captain Toad, though, conversation for another day. I think that we have to wrap up. What we're talking about three awards. Is there anything else? What if, I that, mean, I I think I'll lobby the same complaint about this game that I had with Bowser's Fury in that when you have the cat suit, really, there's no reason to get any other power up. Oh no, it's just better. Yeah, it's just everything. And and I think that's like, I get it. But at the same time, I was like, man, I mean, if you want to make your power up seem useful, you think you'd want to get scenarios where, you know, you need the fire flower for this one. You need, I guess you never really need basic mushroomed Mario, right? But like boomerang Mario, it's like, why would I ever use boomerang Mario when I have the fire flower? And why not? Why would I ever use uh, any of those when I have the tanuki suit? And why would I use any other power up when I have the cat suit? 
Yeah, I mean, because you can climb up the cat poles too. Just, just climbing. Yeah, it's All, great. And and then and then swiping and then diving and the dimension climbing. Like, I didn't know you could roll. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I discovered that like in like World Four, and I was like, oh, this is cool. This is very cool. Um, Not quite Odyssey levels of complexity, but it was still like, oh, there's some like skill based stuff. I felt like my fingers were actually challenged in this. I wish that there was. Well, also we're coming after playing Bowser's Fury, which I think was objectively easy. Yeah. Um. So this, there are levels that are harder. Actually, the game probably starts getting uh, moderately. There, there's, there's a there's a small handful of levels that I would say are difficult, regardless of your Mario expertise. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some there's some tough ones in here, but they're all really cool and they're all visually striking. I never got tired of seeing environments because you see them a lot, but like everything feels fresh all the time, which is tough to do. It's a really good Mario game. It's a very good Mario. It's one of game. the best Mario games. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, so check it out if you have it, and if you haven't, why are you listen to this podcast? Unless you just want to hear us uh, see. Maybe if Joey and Nick like it, then maybe I'll buy it. Yeah. Well. Buy it. Yeah, you should buy it. It's really um, good. Play with friends if you want. I think that we that we've wrapped Mario Mini Mania. Mario um, Mania is over again. It has to be over. We've again been because, the second shot in our arm because there's nothing. Yeah, we we, we got vaccine number two. Uh huh. Moderna Mario Mania <laughs> in February. February with Mick. Um. We got we got a special episode of Garbage Game Club coming up after. This. What's that? We got a very special one in that it's going to be one of those solo dolo ones. Oh, because uh, I've played the game. We didn't contact my agent about this, but Joey has not. And this is and all- I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. And it's not that I haven't played it; it's that I'm not gonna. Yeah, play you're it. just not going to. But it's an excellent opportunity for me to talk about a game that a lot of people like. While also giving us the opportunity to play more games for Garbage Game Club. It's a nice little buffer. Yeah, it is a nice little buffer. We should talk about what's after that, by the way. Yes, we should. We should figure that out. That You don't need to know that. But next week, I am going to go on vacation. I'm going to go on Garbage Game Club vacation. Kick back and let Nick do all the heavy lifting as he talks about Red Dead Redemption. Yee-haw! I hate cowboy shit. Yee-haw! I hate cowboy shit. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Red Dead Redemption, y'all. Red Dead Redemption 2, to be specific. There's, there's, I'm convinced that alternate universe cowboy hat cowboy boots and Nick exists. Oh, yeah, I've done it. I mean, my, my, my a lot of my family's grown up on a ranch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Have you ever been to like a, like a rancho? It's a good time. I've been to a ranch. Have you been where they like kill the goat there and everyone's dancing? And no. You, get, you cook I the goat. I think that's, I, I, I mean, I'm a little too white for that. It's pretty fun. It's a great time. It's a goat, Dick. It's a very good time. Yeah, you don't like goat? No. Why not? It's a good... It's, it's pretty tough. It's good meat. Tastes good. It's, it's tasty. Tough. It's pretty tough. Well, maybe if, maybe there's a cow if you're lucky, if they're rich. I mean, the goat's just like... It's, it's like an animal. Yeah, of course. Like, it's pretty wild seeing it gutted. And speaking of gutting animals, we'll be doing plenty of that... Podcast took a turn. ...in Red Dead Redemption 2, because that game... Has some very realistic skinning animations. It's intense. So until next time, you know what to do. Pour 80 hours into a cowboy game. That that's too many. Yeehaw! Oh, I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna take too long.
Just what guided me this way 